Okay, Chip, I'm turning the key. Well, I can't make hide or hair of it. I feel exactly the same way, Lanson. On top of that, I can't figure it out. Your pa won't be too mad, will he, Chip? That we couldn't fix a truck? Oh, Lance, you know pa. I suppose there's a chance he might yell or scream or go for the belt, but that only put that probability at, uh, 100%. <laughs> that's a pretty high probability there, Chip. Well, of course, that's only if he's been drinking. And, and, and what are the chances of that, Chip? 100%. Chip, don't you find it a little bit unusual for you to be 14 and still getting the belt and stuff like that? How could something be unusual if it's something that usually happens to me? Well, I, th I think that might be a part of the... I can take it, Lance. Okay, but what about America? It's the greatest country on earth, Lance. No, I meant America, your sister, Chip. It's weird that verbal slip-up don't occur more often, Lance. Yeah, well, but what about her, Chip? She's 16, and she's a girl. She don't get the belt. <laughs> okay, I was worried there for a minute. No, if anything, it's the hand. Or whatever's lying around. But you know America, Lance. She mostly plays it real cool with Pa. Like a secret agent or something. Yeah, I know America. And on the occasions when they do get into it, well, Paul's discipline is firm, but, well, uh, mostly firm. And okay, things ain't been so great this last but, week. Chip, uh, you ever thought about, you know, talking to anybody about? Huh? Well, I caught a possum yesterday, and I've given a lot of thought to talking to him. No, 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 I mean, have you ever thought about talking to somebody, you know, to somebody about, like, your Paul's drinking and stuff? I don't know, Lance. Paul's real sad. Been real sad ever since Ma died. Yeah, but Chip, that was what, like 10 years ago? And it can be awful sweet when the fancy takes him. I know we ain't in the running for Father of the Year, but there's only three McGregories left. We gotta stick together. I guess so. As long as I got you and Maggie Joe and America and my little critters, I ain't got nothing to complain about. Don't you think so, Lance? Don't you think so, Lance? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, guess, I guess that's right, Chip, but... I guess sometimes I think about things too much. Wouldn't you need brains to do that, Lance? But dang it all, America! Hey, Ricky, where'd you come from? I told you, Chip. I'm using my full name now. Hey, Ricky McGregory, where'd you no, come- No, Chip, she wants to go by Miss America, don't you, Ricky? That's the closest you'll ever get to anyone with that name, Lance. But dang it all- You shouldn't use that sort of language. It'll become a habit. Yeah, well, at least I don't have the, uh, habit of, um, of, uh, well, um- Dang it all ain't gonna become a habit. I hope your mechanical skills are sharper than your repartee, Lance. My, my repartee what? Exactly. How's the Dodge, Chip? You wanna take a look under the hood, sis? Give me the flashlight. Well, I tried to reroute the... Uh... Try is a synonym for fail, Lance. <laughs> what? I think she means you're dumb. Oh, come on, Chip. It's a rough translation, Chip, but it'll do. Hey, um, this is one America they'll never call America the Beautiful. Insulting a young lady's appearance, Lance Redford? Well, you'd have to be a lady first, then, wouldn't you, America McGregory? Hmm. You've stooped to your regular low. See anything, sis? It would have helped if you idiots fully connected the battery. Uh, come on, Ricky. It's America. Try it now, Chip. Do you think I'm ugly, Lance? What? Four separate boys asked me to the spring dance yesterday. It must have been because of my personality. Yeah, well, you'd have to, um, uh, uh, well, there, there's just so many ways I could have reparteed that, Ricky. And lots of other ways that a clever person could have. Well, I I'm just gonna say it. You're mean, cuz. Nice girls don't fix trucks, cuz. Thanks, sis. You're better than a man. Oh, I know. Don't tell Pa. Oh, but he should know you was the one. Don't tell Pa. Boy, is there anything you can't fix, sis? Nope. 
Why don't you fix that lawnmower then? Because then Chip would have to mow the lawn. Or worse. What's worse? I would. Say, <laughs> is that why the sewing machine magically broke itself the other day? Let's change the subject, shall we? Uh, speaking of breaking things, Chip, my four-wheeler broke the other day. Oh, how devastating. Did you accidentally run it into your swimming pool or something? What if I did? I do hope you got it fixed, Lance. And speaking of fixed, my new dog ain't. Oh, let me show him to you, Lance. Oh, that's great, Chip. <laughs> He's around here somewhere. Uh, Come here, Happy. Where are you, boy? Wait, my fault we have a swimming pool? Oh, yes. Poor you. <laughs> Maybe when you're feeling bad, you can fill that pool with some of your tears. See, America... Uh, are you still here, Lance? Well, um... What? So, earlier Chip made it sound like, I don't know, like your pa's been a little hard on you lately, and I was just... What did Chip say? Well, he, he just said that... We are fine. Our family is fine. What did he say? Just that, um, this your pa's been hard on you and on Chip, but Chip said it wasn't no big deal or... We're anything. fine, and we certainly don't need a Redford poking his nose. Okay, okay, excuse me for care. Happiness is a discipline of the mind, Lance. Is that some kind of, what, Harry Krishna sort of thing? Yes, actually. So you a Krishnavite now, or... A Buddhist? No. So what are you then? Someone who's read a book in our life. Okay, so what's the Krishna thing got to do with, uh... You should go play with the boy and his dog. You trying to tell me you're happy? I am what I am, Lance. We all are. In a couple of years, I'll be gone. Maybe sooner. Chip, too. And until then, we can take it. Nothing breaks America McGregory, huh? Bingo. Go play with your cousin. You're weird, America. No. Everybody else is. This is what a weirdo would say. The world may be broken, but I'm not broken. The world may be broken, but it can't break me. Oh, for Pete's sake, write it down in your journal, won't you? Maybe I will. What was that anyway? Some other Harry Krishna sort of saying? 100% America McGregory. You are now entering the Ville. Proceed with caution. All right, everybody, we're almost there. Everybody okay in the back of the bus? Uh, our uh, awesome First Church of Sanityville bus. H- how about my front seats? How close are we, Pastor Travis? Well, we're uh, about 40 minutes out from the retreat center. Some of us need to pee. Well, that, that's great, because we'll be there in about 40 minutes, so... You shouldn't have drank that big glug from the gas station, Lucille? Maybe you needed something to wash down all those donuts, Lucille. The South Pacific Sea wouldn't wash down all those donuts, Lucille. You eat a lot of donuts, Lucille. Walter and Gary, don't make me sneak into your bedroom tonight and smother you. Are you going to fall on us, Lucille? That'd be the best way to smother us, Lucille. Our buddies would be absorbed, Lucille. Fat, fat, fat. fat Guys, fat, fat. this is wildly inappropriate. 
You two are usually so nice. We admit it's off-brand for us, Pastor Travis. We usually reserve our ire for people who deserve it, Pastor Travis. But bus travel makes us nauseous, Pastor Travis. Actually, yes. Sparky, can you stop swerving around and hitting so many bumps? That puts me in a real bind, Pastor Bomb. If I do what you say, you and everyone else will be happy. But on the other hand, I won't be able to kill any more cats. I'm gonna pretend like I didn't hear that. That's definitely the smart thing to do, as my ex-wife often attested. Listen, I know everyone wants a bathroom break, but can we just make it a little longer to the retreat center? Totally, man. Holding it is the best, right, Andres? Our bladders are growing stronger by the minute, Jaime. I wish I had another two liters of Mountain Dew, man. I wish I had a full pot of coffee, bro. Best, best bus, bus ride, ride ever! ever. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Waldo, you doing okay? Am I gay? You take that back, Sonny. I was never happy a day in my life. That's not what he said, dear. He asked if you were from Paraguay. How much does Michael Sarah weigh? 140 pounds. Never Sarah had no stats. I might need to visit the little girl's room soon, Travis. Little girl's room, Lucille? Why do you think they'd let you in there, Lucille? Aw, you guys. Guys, what has come over you two? We're nauseous, Pastor Travis. And we need to use the bathroom, Pastor Travis? <sighs> We had dinner like an hour ago, guys. Okay, who who else needs to use the bathroom? Okay, well, can we all just hold it until we Don't get Don't worry, Travis. <laughs> just leave it to Quentin. Quentin Seltzer, that is. They don't call me Crowd Control Quentin for nothing. They don't call you Crowd Control Quentin, period. Hey, listen, I know. Let's sing a fun old praise song, everybody. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Oh, come on, everybody. I've got the joy, joy, hey, joy. Hey, they don't call me crowd control Quentin, huh? Ha, then riddle me this, Travster. Why do I have the one thing that relaxes any group of people? A loaded pistol. Is that a gun? Ooh, ride it out, you son. The rotted body of John Dunn. Put that away, you idiot. I picked the wrong retreat to not bring my jetpack. I feel the icy black fingers of death on me, Gary. Probably how Lance Redford's wife feels when he gives her a hug, Walter. <laughs> I hated to waste it when Lance wasn't here, Walter. I like to think no insult of Lance is truly wasted, Gary. Just tapping at work. Do do do. Uh, what the chip? Did you just do something annoying? Nope. That's funny. I just had this feeling in my gut, like. Did you need uh, me to do something annoying, Lance? Dang it, old chip. I'm trying to get. Fish, 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 fish. Hey, Lance. I'm annoyingly singing. Fish, 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 fish. Okay, everyone, be quiet, please, please, everyone, please, calm down, please, everyone, please. Everyone, quiet. Nice going, Quentin. You woke Mrs. Rosebloom from her nap, Quentin? Did I say you two could talk? No. What were you doing? Making a terrible mistake. That's right. Quincy, is that a working firearm I see in your hand? Uh, I've got the permits, though. <laughs> That's why they call me Concealed Carry Quincy. Uh, Quentin, if I see you brandish that gun again, it will be because an actual dangerous criminal is among us. And you are handing it over to him. But, but I... Is that clear? Just leave it to... Let's be the thing that starts with a Q, <laughs> Quentin. That thing that begins, uh... Yeah, of course I will. Um, so what is... Quiet. Yes, ma'am. Wow, Mrs. Rosebloom is hardcore, bro. I hope she doesn't notice us, man. Now we should probably just be quiet, have we? That's a really good idea, man. Shut it. 
both of you. What's going on, Travis? We were just thinking about stopping for a bathroom break. True or false? We stopped for dinner 75 minutes ago. Well, I think it was more like an hour and a... True or false? That would have been a perfect time for anyone with foresight to attend to their needs. What do you think, Joseph? It's it's true, ma'am. Erica. If anyone lacked foresight and now wishes to oppress the rest of us with an additional stop on a long journey that is nearly at an end, raise your hand, please. Anyone? Lucille? I can hold it. Perhaps our collective foresight was a trifle blurry, hmm? Well, we can take solace in this. Hindsight is always twenty-twenty. Erica, leading this group is my job. I suspect it must be someone's. Don't contradict me in front of everyone. This group respects you, Pastor Travis. I'm sure I couldn't do anything to undermine that. Erica, you actually have a lot of influence with these people. They were compelled by the truth. Not by me. That's one way of looking at it. The accurate one. (sighs) Have it your way, Erica. Next time there's a question of leadership, I will be sure... Never mind, never mind. It, it, It doesn't even really matter, Erica. What's your opinion on this Reverend Doherty? Am I going to like him? I should thank you again for agreeing to lead the trip on such short notice. Well, I thought if our whole church was going to go on your trip... I wouldn't consider it to be my trip. FCS is sponsoring it. FCS is sponsoring it after you got everyone excited about it, and your husband brought it... To answer your previous question, the Reverend Doherty is supposed to be raw, real, and personal. That's a good thing? He looks deeply into himself, and he helps others do the same. It almost sounds like you're quoting from the website. That's because I'm quoting from the website. You have a, um, a good memory. For some things. So, what do you see when you look deeply into yourself? We haven't been through the retreat yet. Well, but you've been doing this for a few months now, right? If it's a bad question, you know, don't... I see a woman who knows how to survive but who needs to learn to thrive. Do you care to expound on that? I believe Sparky and Quincy are arguing. What? Dogs rule, cats drool. That was the entire point of the movie. But my point is that there was still a place at the table for Sassy. Where was Sassy when they were fighting the mountain lion? Who was also, by the way, a cat. Sassy got them out of the pound, Sparky. Where their family was about to pick them up. Guys, come on. All right, everyone got your bags off the bus? All right, that's great. The auditorium is that big building over there. Uh, We're supposed to be there at 7 p.m. That gives you an hour and a half to get settled in at our lodge, which is over at that ridge over to the right. You can just see it peeking out over the ridge there. I I think we'll be a big enough group that we've actually got the whole place to ourselves. All right, uh, that's it. Any questions, comments, concerns, complaints? I'm hungry. Where's Miss Hall, y'all? Feeling a twinge in one of your stomachs, Lucille? Need the farmer to move you to a grassier pasture, Lucille? We think you're a fat cow, Lucille. <laughs> Fellas, I, I don't get it. You guys are usually so nice. Hey, this is Rosebloom. Want me to bring your bags to the women's side of our lodge? Because you can hashtag just leave it to Quentin. Thank you, Quincy. No. I hope I know you really mean yes, because I already did! Ha! Move your bags, that is. While Travis was all blah, blah, blah. I was Charlie Hustle, or should I say Quentin Muscle? Ha <laughs> ha. You moved my bags? You might as well call me Bing Bong's death in Inside Out because I am moving, yo! Go get them now. Please. Just leave it to Quentin, baby. <laughs> That's what people are saying about me. Quincy, go get my bags. 
please. Aren't you uh, staying in the lodge? Get my bags, please. But uh, the lodge where we're all... St- I'm staying in a hotel in Winslow. Go get my bags. I, I'm sorry, Mrs. R. I guess even a thought tiger can eat the wrong antelope from uh, time to time. And now. Hello, ladies. Has anyone seen some black bags that I left uh, on the curb next to the... Uh... What are you doing here, Quinn? Ha <laughs> ha! What's the Quinster doing here, my lady? Doth ask well. It's a good question. I guess I've been doing a lot of soul searching since my mom died. I got really drunk one night, and when I went home, my dog... Had, uh, I guess there's a reason you don't leave rat poison in the cupboard under the sink. I mean, your best friend in the whole world can find it. And, That's uh, nice, hun. Ah, uh, man, what are you doing on the lady's side of the lodge? What's that? Oh, I'm being, I'm being helpful. That's my new thing. I'm a servant leader, you know, just leave it to... What? did you need? I'm getting Mrs. Rose Bloom's bags. Mrs. Rose Bloom ain't staying with the rest of her... Subjects. I guess she's driving to a hotel in uh, Winslow. That's another half an hour away. Well, uh, I better get her her bags. She'll and... have to get back on the highway. Haha. <laughs> well, well uh, what, Quentin? I I mean, um, like who wouldn't want to drive another half hour today through a harsh, flat, ugly portion of Arizona desert just to get to a motel room that'll be ever so slightly better than the lodge rooms we're sharing? <laughs> Am I right? If you ask me, the answer is someone who don't play well with others. <sighs> Her bags are just inside the door. <laughs> Mrs. Rosebloom not play well with others? Haha, <laughs> we gave you that idea. Sven, yeah, I'm gonna have to let you go. I've been sitting in the parking lot of the Enya What's It place. Excuse me, you've parked a little over the line. What? You've parked a trifle over the line. Your Tesla. It's blocking my door. And I have to get to my hotel, check in, and get back here before the first talk, all without my bags, as it happens. Yeah, I gotta get in there, so... I don't believe you understand. Uh, what? (laughs) It's a minor and understandable faux pas. Easily rectified. Uh, minor what? Faux pas. Um, this looks like a rental. Yes, it's my rental. Weren't you getting off a ratty old bus like a half an hour yes. ago? I came here on a bus. This rental car was left for me this morning. Wow. I'm an Avis Rewards member. So? So they do things like that. Cool. It is. Isn't it? Now, if we could rectify the faux pas. The what? The faux pas. What's that? It's a word in the dictionary. I've got to get in there. I don't think you understand. Understand what now? You parked over the line. So? It makes it difficult for me to get into my car. I'll say a Hail Mary for you, okay? What did you say to me? I want to get my stuff in there before Sven shows up. Mm-hmm. And Sven? My boyfriend. Oh, nice for you. <laughs> now, if we could just rectify the faux pas. I'm sorry, I don't speak boomer. What about get bent? Is that in your dictionary? Young lady, you are clearly only beginning your journey of self-evaluation, so I'm going to let that slide. How many journeys have you been on, Boomer? I 
I don't suppose I have time to check in at my hotel before the first session anyhow. So if you could rectify the faux pas by the time I need to leave tonight, it would... Yeah? It would be the right thing to do. I'm going to go to the auditorium now. You do that. I know you'll do the right thing later. It's so much more satisfying than doing the wrong thing. Bye-bye. See you later, Boomer. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the auditorium stage, the Reverend Shannon Doherty. Ladies and gentlemen, let me get one thing out of the way first. Yes, my name is Shannon Doherty. And no, I did not play Brenda in Beverly Hills 90210. We were lied to. Hush, please. You got only yourself to blame, honey. I guess so. The name of our conference is Facing Yourself. And that's what we're going to do this weekend. We're going to look in a mirror... And we're going to see what we see. Maybe we'll even see some things we don't like. But it's only when you perceive the prisons that you can begin to set yourselves free. And the Enneagram. The Enneagram is a key that we're going to use to unlock the doors of those prisons. A tool we can use to tear down the false selves that keep us behind bars. But... And I don't know what they told you about this weekend, but this weekend isn't just about you all hearing me talk. I want to hear from you, and I want you to hear from yourselves, beginning now, actually. There are microphones on either side of the auditorium, and I'd like a few of you to come up to them, yes, right now, and answer the following questions. What do you see in the mirror, and how did you first come to see it? Yes, you, ma'am. Don't be shy. What's your name, miss? Mrs. Uh, what's your name, Mrs.? My name is Erica. And what do you do, Mrs. Erica? I'm a mother and a homemaker. Good for you, ma'am. But who are you, really? What do you see when you look in the mirror? I see a survivor. Hmm. Amen. And what did you survive, ma'am? My mother died of cancer when I was a little girl. My father was angry and drank and sometimes was unkind. I pushed myself to get out, to make something of my life. And I did. I married a good man, and we have two beautiful children. But I pushed myself, and all of them, too hard. Especially my girl. I wanted her to be as strong as I was. I thought that's how strong a person had to be, because I was a survivor. But I didn't know how to thrive, how to be happy. Well, how did you come to look in the mirror? I had dinner with my daughter, and she told me about myself. It wasn't easy for her, or for me, but I listened. And what did you learn? I learned that I had walls and defenses that didn't just keep out the villains. They kept out the ones that I loved. I was recently remembering when I was a girl. I used to tell myself, The world may be broken, but it won't break me. I used to write it in my diary. I don't know where I got it from. Hmm, that's quite a saying. But I've learned there's a cost to everything even to strength. I used my strength to survive. Now I have to learn to use it to love. Hmm. And have you, (laughs) ma'am? I'm working on it. 
Well, you've come to the right place, Erica. That's what the Enneagram is for. For working on it. Hmm. The world may be broken, she says, but it can't break me. I like that a lot. Sounds like a typical eight to me. <laughs> Has it broken you yet, Erica? No. Do you believe there's hope to learn to use your strength to love? I have to. Have you learned to do it already? A little bit every day. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Erica. Thank you so much. Uh, you, sir, at the other microphone, do you have something to add? I just wanted to say something to Erica. If a lonely three like me may speak to a mighty eight, <laughs> you don't have to be perfect, Erica. <laughs> you just have to be as good as... Well, now, isn't that funny? I've lost my train of thought. What's your name and occupation, Mr. Three? You can call me Stu. I was out of work for a little while due to some difficult circumstances, but just recently I've had the opportunity to return to my dream job of, well, being a pastor. Is there anything else you'd like to say to Erica, Pastor Stu? You know, in my line of work, one hears many hackneyed stories of self-discovery. Sad, lonely, broken, pathetic people imposing their own self-invented narratives on lives that haven't really changed at all just to help themselves feel better. It's a pattern I recognize because I, I first came to recognize it in myself many years ago and it, it was a painful, painful thing to see in myself. But without seeing those painful shadows clearly, we won't know ourselves and we won't be able to change. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Why, one time I knew a woman who... <laughs> it'd be funny if it weren't so sad. A bitter, contemptuous woman who controlled everyone around her with her anger and passive aggression. <laughs> I'm sure we all know the type. Every four or five months, like clockwork, it would reach some ghastly crisis point. And then she would retreat into despair and self-hatred. And soon thereafter, she'd emerge with a new self-analysis. New little bits of jargon. New insight into her past. And continue being the same nasty person she always was. Hurting the same people she always had. Devouring herself and others, one piece at a time. And it's so easy for all of us to be that person, isn't it? Why, I feel certain that without the truths of Scripture and the truths of the Enneagram, that's the kind of person I would be today. With one breath, I'd be biting the head off the last person unfortunate enough to cross me. And with the other breath, I, I'd be telling everyone how I'd finally broken on through to the other side. Anyhow, I'm glad. Erica's story of transformation isn't like that. Not one little bit. But I've been hogging the microphone. I'm sure you and I will talk again, Erica. I certainly hope so. That's really great to remember, Stu. A lot of people live without integrating, and we have to be careful about cheap redemption. Okay, who else? 
Uh, I didn't know you smoked. I don't. You have a, um... It's Sparky's. I smoked 20 years ago. Old habits die hard. I was thinking we should do a picnic dinner tomorrow night. What? I was thinking we should do a picnic dinner tomorrow night. Well, I, I heard you, but what? I could throw together an heirloom tomato salad and cooked beans, of course, though they'd be better in a cast iron pan, but perhaps I can borrow one from the kitchen What facility. are you talking about? A dinner. For tomorrow night. What dinner? The watermelon cups have cranberry mascarpone. Of course, we need fresh watermelon, but I think I saw a halfway reputable grocery in Winslow. Erica, that was stew. Help me figure out this dinner, please, Travis. What what dinner? I'd like to have a dinner tomorrow night. Just for our church group, of course. Erica. Breakfast and lunch are provided tomorrow. I know. But for dinner, we're meant to enjoy the homey small town atmosphere of Winslow. Which is funny, of course, because my broom closet has more atmosphere than Winslow. The brochure recommends the many fine dining experiences by which, I assume they mean McDonald's, although there is an outside chance they include the local community pizza hut in that description. Erica. What about this dinner, Travis? What What about it? Do you like watermelon cups? I mean, I like watermelon. I can get uh, the ingredients. I can get the equipment. With a couple of volunteers, we can have a nice picnic dinner tomorrow. We, we don't actually have a budget item in this trip for that. I'll pay for it myself. That's kind, Erica, but... May I do this dinner, Travis? You're in charge, of course. Sure, but... Great. I already have permission from one of the groundskeepers to take a few tables and set up on the lawn outside our lodge. That, that's great. And to use the kitchen, of course. And to... Erica, can I talk to you about something? Of course. <sighs> that was Stu, right? That was Pastor Stu. Erica. That is my name, Travis. I, I just want to ask, do you want to leave? Did you hear what I said in the auditorium? Said in the auditorium? I was speaking into a microphone. It was amplified through the speakers. Everyone was listening, so it's possible you were too. Yes, Erica, I heard... The conference may be broken. But it won't break you? You have uncharacteristically understood me perfectly, Travis. Now, tell me your thoughts on watermelon cups, please. Because Erica! Erica, simmer down now, or I'm sending you home. What? Tell me what's going on. It's a on. free conference, Travis. The tickets cost more than Disney World. It's an expensive conference then, but a free country. I've never met Stu. Oh, he's very charming. A particular favorite of the young ladies. Erica! Is that what you think self-improvement is, Travis? Erica! A trip to Splash Mountain? I didn't say that. I suppose Stu is here because it's a small world. Erica! Yes, Travis! You are not yourself. Who am I then? Listen, I don't know all the details of everything that happened with Stu, but... Please let me stay. I have a duty as your pastor to consider... He can't hurt me. Well, just the the same. The only way he can hurt me is by chasing me away. If you were me, you, you would understand. I won't run from him. I can't. What about the rest of the group? What about them? How are they going to feel about attending the same retreat as their former pastor? I don't know how to say this. Is what people say before saying the thing they know exactly how to say but don't want to. I get the sense already that some of the others might be on Stu's side of this whole thing. That's devastating news. You never answered my question about the watermelon cups. No, Erica, answer my question first. I hadn't heard one. Are you okay if some of our group doesn't feel the same way about- Some people believe the earth is flat. Some people worship Satan. Some people eat at Red Robin. And? Mm, somehow I sleep at night. Come on, Erica. These are your friends, right? <laughs>
watermelon cups sound good. Wonderful. I admit, it'll be nice having you around to help me keep track of everything, like Lucille's insulin and Sparky's inhaler. Hi, Mrs. Rosebloom. Hi, Pastor Bomb. Boy, the air here is more full of horrifying bacteria than my nephew's birthday party. Can I get my inhaler? Mrs. Rosebloom, haha. <laughs> Just leave it to say it with me. Quentin! <laughs> That's okay, I could say it by myself. That's cool. So I'm pretty much the Mount Everest of helpfulness. Yo, I am like a towering mountain of nothing but helpfulness. Uh, upon which, admittedly, there's like one or two frozen dead climbers. <laughs> which in this case, they represent those places where I tried to be helpful and I uh, failed. <laughs> what did you ruin, Quincy? My chances for ever getting a moment's peace once you realize how awesome and helpful I can be. <laughs> and your bag. I kind of dropped your bag. When I was moving it from the lodge back to your car... Mrs. R. Hey, car in our rhyme. This can go in the freestyle because I'm fighting bag to. Was supposed to stay in the lodge. That's the communal okay. bag. Okay, there's a lot of ins and outs of this whole bag situation, but actually, the only thing that cracked was this doohickey here. Hey, it's my inhaler. What was that what this is for? Nope, almost certain death for me. Oh, Sparky, crap. Sparky, uh, shoot, are you okay? I, I killed our bus driver. It's like Rover all over again. Instead of concealed carry Quentin or crowd control Quentin, they should call me Quincy. Shut up, temp Quentin. Shut up, I... Quincy. Sparky, Sparky. All right. Well, well, what is it we need to do for you, Sparky? Oh, uh, I'm going home. Back to the lodge? Nope. I'm renting a car and getting back to the Ville ASAP. I got my other inhaler there and backup medicine. Can we just have a pharmacy around here, Philip? The only person who can fill my particular prescription is a guy I know back in the ville named Alleyway Hobo Bob. Uh, is that legal? Actually, Pastor Travis, it might surprise you to learn that it is, in fact, 100% not. Well, so long, everyone. I hope you can find a replacement bus driver before Sunday. Hello, Pete? Yeah, it's Sparky. Can you get a burner phone to Alleyway Hobo Bob? Well... Ah, uh, Sparky's usually so... Okay, never mind. Hey, haha, I can drive a bus. Do you have a CDL? I have my CDL as in cool dudes uh, lack for nothing. Wait, do you have a CDL or not, Quentin? Like in the technical sense, I don't, you know... Go, go away. Ah, uh, Erica, what do you... Hey, Erica? Sven, yeah, where are you, Sven? Call me back. Hey! Uh, I'm not moving my car, okay? I... Actually, I wanted to explain to you that if my behavior this afternoon seemed a trifle passive aggressive, it was part of an old behavior... An old behavioral pattern, one that I have been growing out of surely but slowly... Nope. <laughs> slowly but surely... And it was not indicative of who I'm That becoming. was a really cool speech you gave in the auditorium. Not phony at all. I am so glad you liked it. Now, I wonder if you might rectify the faux pas. What? The faux pas. What's that? You're parked a little over the line. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't care. So... Young lady... As I said earlier, you are clearly only beginning your journey of self-evaluation. I think that was when I asked you how many journeys you've been on, Boomer. <laughs> yes. Huh, very funny. Now, if you could rectify the faux pas. You are so phony. What's that? You're so phony. It's almost like Stu was talking about you. 
Still? He's so cool. I just met him. Young lady, you really don't know Pastor Stu like I... I totally watch all of his YouTube things, his Night of Hope things. <laughs> okay. It's time to rectify the faux YouTube's pond. a thing you watch things on, boomer. Time to rectify the faux pas now. What the what rectify now? Rectify the faux pas now. I.e. move your car. Oh, is that what you mean, boomer? <laughs> I'm sorry. Is someone's grandmother standing behind me? What? I was just wondering who you were addressing when you kept saying boomer. Clearly not me, a healthy Gen Xer. Evie, you're so healthy. You should be able to climb through the other door, shouldn't you? If you don't leave me alone, I'll put sugar in your gas tank. You phony frickin' boomer. Listen to me, you half-baked tart. I would tell you you have no idea who you're messing with, except that would presuppose you've had an idea. Period. Ever. At all. Let go of me! You know, at first I was offended by the overabundance of sequins on your shirt, but then I realized there's a definite place for that sort of thing, and that place is the rodeo. But that doesn't explain the Ugg boots. I'm not sure what could, short of blindness. I do wonder if a small part of you doesn't regret the fashion choices you've made today, namely, your brain. You can't talk to me that way. You're right, darling. You'd understand easier if I use smaller words. You can't talk to me that way. I'll have my daddy. Have your daddy what, dear? Remarry your mommy? I can name at least one regret they'd have to overcome first. You- how do you like your stepmother? It must be nice to have someone your own age around the house. You're mean! Accurate is the word you're looking for. I know you're tight, princess. You have money. You have an education of sorts. Those can be paid for. But the one thing you'll never have is taste. And that means the one thing you'll never have is class. There are ways of helping yourself forget that, I know. But really, dear, cocaine is so 80s. What? How did A you... lucky guess, dear, but thank you for confirming it. You know, a coke nail was gauche even in the 80s. It's not a coke nail. Do you think if the police searched your lease, they'd find anything? They'd have cause. Assuming a nasty old boomer told them your tax had expired. That's my first question. My second is, would you like to move your car now? <gasps> yes. Yes what, <gasps> millennial? Yes, sir. I have brought the bottled alcoholic beverages from the back room to the front of the bar, Ollie. Bleep bloop. But isn't the stocking of Frothgar's Hall an eventuality which in the general course of events falls to you and Mr. O'Reilly? Well, he, he's the owner and I'm the bartender radiohead, so I guess he can do what he wants. My relational senses indicate that you and Mr. O'Reilly no longer operate at the level of felicity upon which you previously were known to operate. We're fine. Right, Baba O'Reilly? I'm not talking to Robbie the Robot here. Him neither, huh? Ollie and Mr. O'Reilly, if something causes negative variations in your emotional well-being, it is better to acknowledge said thing so that it can be processed. There's nothing to process. Uh, that's right, Radiohead. There's nothing to process. And even if there was, uh, I'm not sure what could get us started. This is Ollie. Yeah? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Pastor Bomb. Yeah, no, I I still got my CDL. Sure, of course. Uh, that is if I can find another driver. Okay, I'll send you a, a text. Bye.
Baba O'Reilly, I realize this is a funny question given how things are between us. Things are fine between us. Right. That was Pastor Baum from my church. He's got a group at some retreat in Arizona, and uh, I guess they lost their bus driver. Are you telling me you want me to drive to Arizona with you tomorrow? Uh, you drive my car back, I drive the bus. Why not ask Optimus Lame here? His name is Radiohead, and you know perfectly well it would be ridiculous to ask him to drive. He's only got his learner's permit. Reverse parallel parking is more difficult than quantum space travel. It's fine, Baba O'Reilly. I, I know you'd have to close up the bar. It's fine. What? I said it's fine. We'll go. Yeah? It's fine. You sure? It's fine. Great. Looking forward to it. Me too. It'll be great. It'll be great. Ollie, my relational senses indicate it will not be Shut great. Up, Radiohead. <laughs> A beautiful day in the beauty wood. Oh, greetings, Barbie. Any trouble checking into our room? You'll never guess who I saw in the lobby. I despise guessing games. Come on! Oh, very well. Erica Rosebloom. How'd you know? On occasion, my prescience shocks even me. Instead of a pastor, you should be a, whatchamacallit, a, a psychic. There was nothing preternatural in my insight this time, I'm afraid. There's a group from FCS attending the conference. I suppose Erica had the same thought I had about the unsuitability of the lodge. Well, great minds, as they but say. But did you know? That anyone from FCS was coming. Heavens no, Barbie. One of life's amusing coincidences, I assure you. She pulled up in a gray Impala, just like us. The Avis man said they had an excess of them, and Erica would be a rewards member. Like you! <laughs> <laughs> great minds, Barbie. As I said, great minds. Boy, I don't know if I want to see anybody from the old days. You needn't bother if you don't wish to, my dear. I told the other pastors I'd evaluate Reverend Doherty's appropriateness to come speak for us, but you... <laughs> I'm just along for the ride. Precisely so. It is quite the coincidence, as you say. Do you want to get a pizza or something? I think I want to get a pizza. One does try to make the best of these little turns of fortune. I wonder if Erica and I shouldn't really have a little talk. What's that? Perhaps I should have a little talk with Erica. No offense, babe, but I don't think there's a rose bloom in the world that wants to talk to you. <laughs> Who is it? Well, speak of the little angel. Who is it? Perhaps I am a trifle prescient, one way or another. Erica? Close, but no cigar. Excuse me, Barbie, I'm going to take this on the valve. Ricky, is that you? Hey, Stuart. I've thought about calling you so many times. Hey, Stu. Front desk. I'd like a five o'clock wake-up call tomorrow, please. Early riser, huh? I don't sleep much these days. Five it is. <sighs> Please let me get through the weekend. Please let me get through the weekend. I know that none of it matters, but... Please. Whew. 
That's uh, 61, 62, and 64. Ah, 65. Morning, Erica. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Pastor Travis. Is is everything okay, Erica? As a righty right, as a rainy rain, Travis Wavis. Good morning, Jaime, Andres, Lucille. Um, good morning. Good morning, Lucille Bobio. Um, okay. <clears throat> well, as I was saying, uh, before we join the other groups for breakfast, let me go over a few things. As you know, if you've seen your pamphlet... This pamphlet is awesome, man! The pamphlet is the coolest, bro! It has, like, directions to everything and a complete schedule on it, bro! Which is breakfast and lunch will be provided in the main hall and the sessions are at 10, 1, and 4 this afternoon, man! And we worship together tomorrow before we go home, F.A. So cool, bro! Best, Best pamphlet ever! Okay, in any case, uh, you see everybody that it says in the pamphlet that you're on your own for dinner. Well, actually, Mrs. Rosebloom has graciously offered to provide dinner for our group, which will be at 6.45 tonight. We'll be having a picnic spread at our lodge just outside the window, right behind me in that grassy area. Does that make sense, everybody? Makes sense to me, cowboy. Now, Erica will be approaching a few of you to volunteer, so speak yes, up. Yes, I'll need volunteers. Speak to her about that if you'd like to help. Uh, there is one unexpected thing that I need to address. Uh, it's a bit of an elephant in the room. Are you referring to Lucille, Travis? That isn't nice, Travis. Guys, what has come over you? Seriously. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, um, if you don't know, there's a former pastor of our church that happens to be attending this conference. I think about half of you are from before my time and might even remember it. It's not easy to forget the greatest speaker you ever heard, Travis. It's not easy to forget a theologian for the ages, Travis. Uh, okay, well, most of you know there's a whole story about Pastor Stu and a lot of different feelings about it. Um, if you don't know, just talk to me privately, okay? In any case, we're not really in a position to cancel the trip and head back home or anything like that, even if we wanted to, since, well, our bus driver won't be here until who knows when. So let's just make the best of it. If you see Stu, it's it's okay to say hello and be polite and, you know. But it's also okay to avoid, you know, any long conversations or questions or anything like that. Uh, if you want to avoid anything real awkward, then just stay in the group and, you know, make sure to stick around with each other after the sessions and... Uh, if you, if you don't want to be around, you can head back to your room. That sort of thing. So, shouldn't be a big deal. Just wanted to give you all a heads up. Now, any questions about that? Who is eating stew? He said sniffing glue. Sniffing glue! Wow, Mr. and Mrs. Waldo are hilarious, bro. I wish we were deaf, man. Can you yell at us until we go deaf, Pastor Travis? Any actual questions? Okay, uh, <laughs> let's just go get some breakfast, everybody. Are you okay, Erica? As righty right. As rainy rain. Okay, just ask. I'm fine, Travis. I'm fine. Get some of that Viking, Mrs. Rosebloom. It's to die for. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? Mrs. Rosebloom, I have to admit, I've always thought of you as something of a cold fish. But the more I think about what you said yesterday, the more it speaks to me. And I just, I want to just thank you for that. Mrs. Rosebloom? I'm sorry, dear. You were saying something about the bacon? I was saying something about... Excuse me. Reverend Shannon. Mrs. Rosebloom, was it? Hello. I wanted to thank you for last night's talk. It was very brave of you to share like you did. And very like an eight. <laughs> <laughs> it was my pleasure, of course. It's good to see a woman so self-aware and committed to the healing process. Yes, well, life's given me a few lemons, but I've certainly tried to make lemons lemonade 
I've tried to make lemonade. Sometime I'd like to hear about those lemons, ma'am. Well, my mother, my father, my brother, my son, my daughter, my church. Not that they were all terrible, but they all... You have a lot of lemons, huh? They aren't all lemons. That's not what I meant, of course. I didn't mean that. Of course, if life gives you enough lemons, uh, eventually you have to wonder if you just like lemons. I'm sorry, what's that? I didn't mean you specifically, ma'am. What what did you mean? Uh, Nothing, really. I just meant we all put things out into the universe. At least I think so. we all put things into the universe. And the universe puts back. I know that's a pretty basic, pretty simple principle. And it certainly interfaces with the Enneagram, because if we don't understand our number in terms of what we put out into the universe... I guess I'm taking the long way around, Mrs. Rosebloom. No. No, it's very interesting. I just... I'm not following you, Reverend. All I mean to say is that if life gives you enough lemons, eventually you have to wonder if it's your own doing. If you have a taste for things that are sour and you invite them Personally, in. Personally, I just like lemonade. Yes. I like making lemonade, I should say. Uh, ma'am. What else are you supposed to do when life gives uh, you lemons? Ma'am. Yes. I'm not arguing with you. You, I... what? I'm not arguing with you. I didn't say you were. I'm going to go get some breakfast now, but I'd certainly love to talk... Would you like to come to my picnic tonight? Uh, What's that? We're putting on a picnic for our group outside Lodge 11. That that sounds very... There'll be heirloom tomato salad. That's nice. Cast iron cooked beans and as hors d'oeuvres. There'll be watermelon cups with cranberry mascarpone. I see. Actually, this is a bit of a lemons to lemonade situation. There wasn't a good dinner option, and... Uh, excuse me, ma'am. I just thought, if I made dinner, it would be a kindness excuse to the whole... Excuse me, ma'am. I need to prepare for my morning talk. I'm sorry to have kept you. <laughs> Not at all. I- I'm I sorry. Just, it's okay, ma'am. Excuse me now. Gentlemen. Hello, Stu. What a delightful surprise. You are our favorite pastor, Stu. You breathe new life into the scripture, Stu. We were sorry to see you go, Stu. Yes, well, don't believe everything you hear, gentlemen. Guys. Hey, guys. Hello, Travis. Hello, Travis. Hey, can you guys help Maddie Ronner find her phone? She thinks she lost it back in the main room in the lodge. Goodbye, Goodbye Stu. Goodbye, gentlemen. Travis Baum, I do believe your reputation precedes you, but then I suppose mine does as well. Hey, Stu, I'd appreciate it if you could leave the people from my church alone. What's that? Just please don't approach people from my congregation, Stu. I understand completely, of course. Okay, well, excuse me. Seeing me here sends a mixed message at the very least, but I do hope there's no hard feelings on your part. Travis? Well, I don't know you. You've heard things, certainly. (laughs) Been told things. You managed to hurt a lot of people that I've come to love. A lot of people that you've come to love managed to hurt me. There's two sides to every story. If you do see fit to think about your humble predecessor at all, Travis, I I hope you'll think upon all the salient facts. (laughs) I hope that they were, in fact, given to you. I know this for a fact. An overseer is to be above reproach. (laughs) That's what I liked about all the people involved with my little predicament. (laughs) They were all above reproach. Do call me if you need anything at all. Even advice on how to get a budget past Kevin. Goodbye, Stu. Ta-ta for now, Travis. Ta-ta for now. That was a gas station, lad. 
Mm-hmm. That was a gas. I know. If you knew, then why didn't you get gas? You got a quarter tank. This is Amish country. So what? So, unless this car runs on goat's milk and handcrafted furniture, we might be in trouble. I carry extra gas in a can in the trunk. You know me. You can be the one to call and say you won't be driving their bus after we break down. You gotta be an optimistic prime and not a negatron, Baba O'Reilly. I don't understand what any of those words mean. Yesterday you said Optimus lame. Baba O'Reilly, I think Radiohead was right. Do you now? We got stuff we need to process. When when I went to confront I disagree, yes, but you did it. And now it's done. And that's that. I guess so. I'm sure there's nothing to talk about, Oliver. It's your life, and you'll do as you please. I, um, I'd like to do as you please, too. There's a turn coming up on your right. That's not what Siri said. This is a thing called a map. It has directions on it. Baba O'Reilly. If you miss that turn, we're definitely gonna run out of gas. Don't miss the turn. Oh, uh, Mr. Redford's calling. Hello? Hello, Mr. Redford? No, I where little Ricky is. Sorry about that, Mr. Redford. We're, we're uh, just going through Amish country. We'll probably lose reception. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, but for that very reason I was shown mercy so that in me, Jesus Christ might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Do you know who said that? Some of you think you do. I was quoting infamous serial murderer Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, of course, he was quoting scripture. He said that from within prison after he was caught. But my point is not to consider the state of Mr. Dahmer's soul. My point is that people say a lot of things concerning themselves, don't they? And at an Enneagram conference, part of the point is to evaluate what we say or don't about ourselves. That's what the Enneagram is for, an evaluation tool. Now, I actually had a long talk with Pastor Stu this morning over breakfast. (laughs) Thank you, Pastor, for your kind and helpful words. We were talking about how we all have our narratives, our jargon, our ways of deflecting the truth about ourselves. But the Enneagram tends to cut through that layer of self-protection and allow us... Well, 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 if it isn't Quentin Seltzer. (laughs) Pastor Stu, the the Stewster. I believe the first talk of the day has already started, Quentin. Stewberry pie. Dr. Stoolittle, I'm not sure we're supposed to be a... Oh, Quinn, (laughs) nobody makes a pun out of a name like you do. (laughs) Ha ha, I've got a pun. I'm not afraid to use it. Just like Rob Schneider on the old Saturday Night Live. Let's see, are you still working on my 12th self-published book? That's right. I'll probably shop it around to some publishers who aren't me. (laughs) Give them a chance, you know. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, I'm still selling all-American Cutco knives. <laughs> like we like to say, fun, flexible, totally not a pyramid scheme. They're even gonna make me a local manager. P- probably, just as soon as I can afford the manager workshop fee, baby. I'm surprised the church hasn't made you an elder yet, Quentin. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sure they've totally talked about it. I mean, people believe in Quentin Seltzer when you've been as dependable <laughs> as long as as I have. People believe in you, baby. That's... Just leave it to Quentin. That's what they're always saying about me, Pastor Stu. I'm sure they are. People pay so much attention to me. They take me so seriously. I've got so many friends. It's so awesome. But 
Uh, as long as I've um, got you here, mm-hmm. I've got this friend, Quincy. He's kind of a horrible loser. He's super lame. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about that. I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of friends, and it was always kind of hard for him to talk to people. <laughs> well, anyway, sometimes a guy's made a billion mistakes, kind of wasted his life, and was turning around, but no one will believe him, so no one will even listen to him. I, I, I guess it makes sense, but um, how do you turn something like that around? Like, what kind of advice would you have for a person like that? Uh, you know, I, I have to think about these things since uh, I'm on an elder track and all that. Oh my, that is a pickle. Well, you can tell him that a man's only as good as his most recent act. God's mercies are new every morning, and no matter how many mistakes we've made, the question isn't, what did we do yesterday? That goes for the good things as well as the bad. And I've done my share of both. No, the question is, what are we going to do today? If anyone knows that, it's me, Quentin. Really? Of course. You know, in some sense, a man's only as good as the results of his last act. You know, you'd think a lifetime of mistakes is hard to live down and that it takes a lot of hard-won todays to turn things around in people's minds. And I guess that's true for most people, but if one bad thing today can wreck a lifetime of small acts, well... I have to wonder sometimes if if one awesome thing can turn around a lifetime of small, completely understandable mistakes. Give my good luck to Quincy. Who? I am sure he'll get things figured out one way or another. I certainly hope so. (laughs) Good to see you, Pastor S. Something awesome, something awesome. Just keep peeling potatoes, please. You two, set up that table outside. Uh, we're missing lunch, Mrs. Rosebloom? We're missing lunch. But you're helping prepare dinner, so it all evens out. And you did volunteer. Evelyn, those cucumbers need to be thinner. Hi, man, Andres, these napkins are all wrong. Hey, that's sweet, bro. We get to fold the napkins all over again, man. Totally killer way to spend our lunchtime, man. Best conference trip ever! Uh, Erica, are you going to let these people make it to lunch before the next talk? They volunteered to help, Travis. Did they know what they were volunteering for? A few minutes at the lodge before lunchtime. Huh. Well, it's been 53 minutes and lunchtime is almost over. (laughs) Has it been that long? Yeah. Like I said, lunch is almost over. And dinner is going to be perfect. Well, at least a third of our group will be really hungry for it. They are having a great time. Aren't you all having a great time? Erica, why is it so important to you that you... Because this is what I do, Travis. I take lemons, and I make them into lemonade. So we're having lemonade? Does it look like we're having lemonade? Um, I am providing our group with a nice dinner, because I perceive... Listen, Erica, is the word relax in your vocabulary? Certainly, Travis. It's a word for a desultory activity done by the lazy and the ignorant, achieving nothing to the detriment of civilization. Okay, uh, I better chop some onions. You better chop some onions. Actually... Were you just chopping onions? I'm sorry, what's that? You just look like you've been crying. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yes, I was cho- I was chopping some onions. And speaking of chopping, let's chop, chop, everyone, or we won't make it to the afternoon talk. And we wouldn't want that, would we? Because we are not just surviving this retreat. We will thrive. We will thrive and we will make lemonade because that's what we do with lemons. We make lemonade and we thrive. We thrive. And if this is jargon, then jargon is what we need. The first step on our Eudora, that is not how we shot corn.
<laughs> we microwaved the cobs, didn't we, dear? For two and a half minutes exactly, so we can shake and squeeze, and the corn will slide out free of husk, free of silk. I'm not being contemptuous. I'm just showing you a better way. After all, one can't make a corn salad without shucking a few cobs. Yo, Pastor Travis, I think Mrs. Rosebloom is having a mental breakdown, man. Or else she's on crack cocaine or something, bro. It's totally awesome, but also really sad. Can we please just get through the rest of the day, guys? Are you sure you're okay to do this? I'm fine. I just need to clear my head and listen to this. I hope you all enjoyed your lunch. Let's get back into it, shall we? Now I want to continue to focus on the way that each of us, as numbers in the Enneagram, are connected to the other numbers in ways that sometimes may make us uncomfortable. You know, we spoke again over lunch and what he had to say was so helpful that I thought I'd have him come up here and share. He says that's what a number three lives to do and I'm happy to help him express the gifts that come with that number. I'm referring, of course, to Pastor Stu. Thank you, Shannon, uh, Reverend Doherty is very kind to let me speak Excuse with you today. Me. Of course, it's typical for a nine to be generous in that way. That'll teach you, Boomer. Your gas tank will be totally sweet. Excuse me, <laughs> can you help me? Get away from me. But there's something wrong with my cell phone. It doesn't have your number. I won't just pepper spray you. I'll claw your eyes out and pepper spray the socket. Oh, a feisty one. Hey, is that a bag of sugar you've got there? Um, Sweets for the sweet, huh? <laughs> leave me alone. If I didn't know any better, I'd say you had just put sugar in the gas tank of Mrs. Rosebloom's rental. Uh-huh. But obviously, you're not doing that, because why would you be doing that? The gas tank was just open, and I'm eating sugar, because, like, I like sugar. You're leaving... <laughs> Love at first sight, or should I walk by again? I'm gonna go back to whatever I was doing. Totally not putting sugar in Mrs. Rosebloom's gas tank. I hope that's not what you're trying to do, because number one, putting sugar in someone's gas tank actually isn't a surefire way to disable their car. Water, it works better. How do I know that, you ask? Because I read a lot of BoredPanda.com. Just the way a cool and interesting guy does. Also, number two, that's not Mrs. Rosebloom's car. Um, it's not? Nah, this is somebody else's Gray Impala. I almost made the same mistake earlier. Oh. Speaking of cars, you're a little bit like a parking ticket. You've got fine written all over you. I'm getting my pepper spray out now. I'm going, I'm going. Kind of skanky anyway. Ha, <laughs> here we go. Hello, bus, my old friend. Surprised to see me? <laughs> Still got your keys in the ignition, do you? Well, time for Quentin to prove just how awesome he is. Just leave it to Quentin. (laughs) I say, drinking and driving, are we? What could possibly go wrong? Go away. My dear Clover, the cape never dies. This Oliver, you've let yourself become a Eh? You of all people should pity an orphan, Jack. Pity was invented by socialists to raise taxes. What are you doing here? You tell me. I'm just a figment, after all. Jack, so help me. You can't threaten a ghost, Seamus. You can't strong arm a memory. What do you think this flask is for? But there isn't enough gin in the world to obliterate me. 
I thought we could discuss this boy you've practically adopted. He's an employee. You love the boy. That much is clear. He's an employee. <laughs> of course, if the boy really loved you or thought of you any particular way... He He's a good employee. He wouldn't seek fathers elsewhere. And a good lad. Nothing more. We all leave in the end, my lad. Take another drink, why don't you? Why don't I? <laughs> That's right, Clover. Oh, no. What the... Oh, what's wrong, Bob O'Reilly? We're out of gas. Oh, brother. Well, we should have some in the trunk. I, uh, I don't have gas. What? I must, uh, I mean, I was so rattled. By what? By us. What do you mean by us? By you and me, you know, whatever is... Very well. Bob O'Reilly. We're on a country road in the middle of nowhere. At least the sun's almost down so we can walk in the dark. Bob O'Reilly, what what are you doing? Walking. Walking where? Anywhere. Maybe a car will come by. The last car I saw was 40 minutes ago. I'm... I'm sorry. I think I saw a farmhouse a few miles back. You think they'll have gas? No. But maybe we can borrow their horse and buggy. Maybe we could call somebody. No service. Already checked. Maybe we can get some service. We've been out of range for at least an hour and a half. Still, uh, maybe I can get out to somebody. See if you can call your dad. Maybe he'll help you. Wow. This is quite the elaborate picnic. Or should I say buffet, or whatever you want to call it. Just call it supper. Well, I uh, want to thank everybody for coming to uh, do our impromptu dinner on the lawn. I know that in order to pull this off, a lot of you had to work really hard and really, uh, well, unexpectedly. Yeah, man, we definitely wanted to drive all this way just so we could spend our Saturday being glorified dishwashers, man. He's not being sarcastic, man. We definitely did want to do that, Hefe. Totally, bro. Like, there's still glory in glorified dishwashers, man. He's right there in the name, man. Best retreat ever. Well, uh, I appreciate it, and, uh, the church appreciates it, too. Let's not waste any more time jawing. Let's dig in. Why don't I play some nice jazzy dinner music for the feast? Joe, sorry, man, but you know how much I hate the saxophone. You can know a thing, and it can still hurt, Travis. It can still bloody hurt. Hey, Erica, do you want to give some instru- mm, On second thought, uh, why don't I just- Of course, Pastor Travis. Thank you, everyone, for coming. And I hope you enjoy. Yeah, that wasn't so bad, man. Maybe she took some anti-crazy pills, bro. Well, it, it does look wonderful, Erica. And why don't we just... Yes. Thank you, Travis. It does look nice, doesn't it? <laughs> You'll forgive my lack of false modesty. You see, cooking and preparing meals has always been a bit of a coping mechanism for me. Something to pour my affection and energy into when times seem dark. And times have felt dark for me lately. I've had a lot of personal things going on, and I admit... I made this meal as a way of coping with all of it, really. But in another sense, I wanted to make this meal because, well, because I wanted to make this meal. Because I like making meals. Because I like organizing things and working with all of you. It's time for me to embrace the person I want to be. And I do like things. I do like people. Not as much as I should, but I want to get better. And I think I am. It's all mixed up and frightening, but I think I am, little by little. And I am sorry if I was hard on any of you about this silly meal. In a way, it represents another- Out of control, boss! 
Is everybody okay? Is everybody okay? Who in tarnation was driving that thing? Quentin! Hey, hoo-hoo, put that tree there. <laughs> Quentin, what in the... Hey, I'm here, baby, just... I'll leave it to, to Quentin. <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake, Quentin, what were you doing? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was... Hey, just leave it. Uh, just, uh, just leave it to, uh, I just wanted to... <laughs> Erica? Erica? <laughs> this is frightening, bro. It's scarier than a thousand horror movies, man. <laughs> Erica. Er- Erica. Erica. Er- Erica, come back. Where-, where are you going? Boy, Baba O'Reilly, you sure we should have left the road? I guess it makes sense that it would get dark in the woods, but I can barely see the hand in front of my face. Barbara O'Reilly, talk to me. I'm sure it's just up ahead. What's just up ahead? I said... The farmhouse. Just up ahead, past the utter darkness in in the woods, in the middle of nowhere. Yep. You sure? I have a good sense of direction, Oliver. Yeah, I'm sorry for asking stupid questions, then. You're forgiven, I'm sure. Oh, that's it. That's what? You've been cold to me for weeks, and you you said that thing back there about Stu. I just... I'm sorry, okay? I shouldn't have gone to see him that second time. Okay, well, lesson learned. He gets in my head. I can't be around him, okay? It was stupid, but what did you expect? Lower your voice. It was really stupid, okay? But I could have used some support from you anyway, or something, besides this... thing you're doing whatever it is lower your voice oliver we don't want to alarm whoever lives whoever there. lives where in the middle of the woods which is where we are the farmhouse is just ahead you've been like a yeah and now i find out about stew and anyway what would be so wrong about us just talking about it because men don't talk we act and you did what you did men act what does that even mean we don't talk i just fine oliver fine you want to talk? We'll talk. Good. Fine. Let's talk. There's nothing to interrupt us. Pull it right there, Irish. A floodlight in the farmhouse and guys with guns. Who are you? It's like the kid said, Irish. Real straightforward, like. We're guys with guns, Irish. It's a simple proposition. So grab some air, see? We're guys with guns, Irish. <laughs> Sense perception doesn't lie, see? <laughs> And guys with guns are armed with dangerous weapons, see? It's tautological, see? And tautologies are real reasonable, see? And we're reasonable people, see? Well, if you're reasonable people, you can lower your weapons. We mean you no harm. I think we'll keep them up, Mick, because we're red hot, see? And that's a reasonable thing for red hots to do, see? So you two can come along to the farmhouse and meet the boss, see? Because that's the logical next step, see? Yeah, come on to the porch and meet the boss, Mick. It's what he told us to do with trespassers. Ergo, it's what we're doing with you, see? I think there's a syllogism in there, Earl. Uh, you know, Morris, I think you are correct. Now, move it! Baba O'Reilly, I don't think these guys are Amish. Funny hats notwithstanding, but who could they be? Let's see. Intellectual pretensions, violent threats, stovepipe hats... Those nefarious 'er ne'er-do-wells. 
You've... I've had dealings with the likes of them before. There are things you don't know about me, Oliver. Well, you're gonna have to fill me in. It's a long story. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look what the cat dragged in. What'd you bring me, boys? Animal, vegetable, or mineral? It's a Mick and a kid, boss. That's how I'd classify it. Sir, we mean you no harm. That's nice to know, Red. And me personally, I'd be happy to let you breeze off. Even in spite of you trespassing on my brand new place here. But these boys of mine, they're itching to plug some holes. <laughs> we don't much like being, uh, obtruded on when we're convalescent. Whom do I have the pleasure of addressing? I tell you, I'm just an all-American farmer. But the only thing I'm having planted today is the two of you, see? Any final words, my ginger-haired friend? He's not a ginger. Shut up, Oliver. Say, every Mick is a ginger, see? Yeah, but not every ginger is a Mick, see? That's logic for you, see? That's logic. Don't make me draw you a Venn diagram, you silly. Easy, boys, easy. I don't think we need to resort to the Venn diagram. Since you're going to have your goons clip us anyway, why not tell us who you are? You got Moxie, Red. I'll give you that. Most folks know me as Tony the Cleaver Giordano. And I think that's all you need to know, see? Ah, uh, yes. If silly nicknames and bad hats are any indicators, then I'd say, Oliver, that we've stumbled on the recently acquired southwestern hideout of the Bowery Boys. What? The, the who? This is a trifle off the beaten path for a Bowery boy, isn't it? You know how it is, Irish. Sometimes things get hot after some glomming and you need an out-of-the-way place to retire to. Well, it's been fun spitting with you. Any last requests before the boys take you for a ride? I wouldn't do it, Anthony. It's hard to imagine the real cleaver cowering in a Midwestern farmhouse instead of plotting his next mission of international thievery or terrorism. Don't you think? Excuse me? What did you I just- I said, you're not the cleaver. You haven't got what it takes. Ah, uh, Papa O'Reilly. Why, you piece of no good, dirty rotten- I knew the man, a long time ago. He wore Brooks Brothers for one. Good old American clothes, that's what he would have said. But Armani? On a Bowery boy? Ha 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 ha! You will know much when you're dead. That's all I have to say. Boys? Anthony. Anthony. Stop calling me that. When the cleaver tried to kill me, I booked him behind bars with a broken nose. And a mama's boy like you isn't going to succeed where he failed. I'm bigger than he ever was, see? Bigger than he ever was. And the world's gonna know my name, see? <sighs> you got me all sore, you stupid clover. That's my name. Or it used to be. The Bowery boys have dealt with the Irish before, and the Irish are all dead, see? Now that's not reasonable, is it? Because I'm Irish, and I'm not dead. Then you never really dealt with the Bowery boys, you lion mick. I think I had to draw you a Venn diagram that shows the place where dead men and Bowery boys intersect. Here's a hint. The setting is London. A giant clock. Someone's gonna be looking at a serious Venn diagram real soon. Where dead men and Irish snots intersect. I'll have Morris and Earl draw it up for you. With 
points. Yeah, we're gonna draw you a Venn diagram, see? A real Venn diagram, see? Real clear. Applied set theory, see? A little closed curve we like to call death, see? Baba O'Reilly. Hush, Oliver. I want to thank you, Mr. Giordano. You've reminded me of something I haven't remembered for over 30 years. What's that, you filthy? The invigorating prospect of beating the tar out of some mafiosi. It's a lot simpler than dealing with my inner demons. Oh, yeah? Well, I'll be sorry to deny you the pleasure, then. Besides, you're lying. I know about the Big Ben caper. I know about that Brit and his brat. And they're long dead, see? That's what I heard from the source I trust, see? Your source was ignorant of some things, Anthony. Boys, take him out to the woods and ice him. You ought to tell your boy to take his hand off my collar. He might regret putting it there. And what precisely will he regret, huh? His broken wrist, for one. Hiya, 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 hiya. Ah, it hurts real bad, see? What the? Pop him. Oliver, run. run. Get out of the way. He broke my wrist, see? To the barn. To the barn. Ah, what the? A flying kick. I don't ah. believe it. He's a devil, boys. A red devil has come upon us. My name is Clover. Rah! You greasy garlic eater, take that. Ow, there goes my dignity, see? Not only my dignity, but my teeth are gone as well. No more raw carrots for you, Morris. You'll be on the old stewed fruit diet as well, Earl. You're done tootin', Morris. Ow. Yep, it hurts real bad. Take that. Ow. Stop it. You powery boy. Huh. Wow, violent. Oh, man. <laughs> Just make it to the hotel. <laughs> Just make it to the hotel. Just make it to the hotel. <laughs> what? No, 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 Ah. <laughs> and no reception. <sighs> you, you, you still know a thing or two about vehicles, America. Yes, how to navigate a luxury lease agreement. Oh, hush, they haven't changed that <laughs> much since you were a weird little little girl. Peachy keen, peachy keen, this day is oh so peachy, peachy keen. It could not get any better. Peachy keen, peachy keen, this day is so peachy, peachy, peachy keen. It could not get any better. Couldn't get any better. Well, well, a friend in need is a friend indeed, as they say. Greetings, Erica. I said, keep driving, Erica. Keep driving, Erica.
Now what kind of a monster would I have to be to leave a person helpless? What kind of person would I have to be to take the help of a monster? Oh, Erica, you haven't changed a bit. As cordial as a cobra, as benevolent as barbed wire. Sounds like you should watch out then. We can bandy words better in the car. Come along. No. If you're really half the survivor that you tell people in your new little narrative, you'll get in the car. Stuart, how long have we known each other? Over 20 years, I should say. Knowing you, knowing me, knowing everything that's happened, it should be impossible for you to picture a version of me stupid, vulnerable, or weak enough to accept a single thing from you. Well, it isn't as impossible as all that, Erica. I could just picture Ricky. (gasps) If you speak her name again, I will do everything I can to kill you. Very well, Mrs. Rosebloom. I'll see about calling emergency services for you when I get reception. We will never speak again. Hmm. Never say never, Erica. Did I tell you? The boys in blue are on their way. They'll have a thing or two to say to those contemptible Bowery boys. When we let them out of the crawl space, that is. But thanks again for your hospitality, Mrs. Williams. It's I who should thank you for teaching those disgraceful degenerates a lesson. To think of forcing an old widow to provide you with room and board. Well, that's one gang that'll think twice about making their hideaway in the heartland again. Thanks to you, Baba O'Reilly. It was nothing. I'm afraid we're so far out, the police won't get here till sometime early this morning. We'll stay and help you guard the prisoners until then, ma'am. We wouldn't want those reprobates to miss their reservation at the Gray Bar Hotel. I'll fix some more coffee. So? So? So that was the greatest thing I ever saw! I'm sure that's not true. When you jumped off the horse and you did the flying double roundhouse, whatever that was, the pitchfork, I I mean, Bamba O'Reilly, where did you learn to do all that stuff? It's a long story. Where'd you learn to ride a horse? A beautiful woman taught me, back in another life. And you fought the Bowery Boys before? It's a long story. Well, I want to hear it. Would you believe me if I said I used to be what you kids call a a hero? Would you believe that? Of course. Really? I'd believe anything after tonight. But uh, even before that, I mean... Well, so what's the story, anyway? It's a long story. I've sometimes wondered if it's a very good one. Are you sure you want to hear it? Do I want to hear it? God, doy! Well, uh, it begins... uh, Where does it begin? Perhaps I'll begin with the last flight of the Golden Dragon. This is great. The Crimson Cape and I infiltrated the... The Crimson who? Well, now, just be patient, Oliver. Sure, sure. To resume, the Crimson Cape and I had infiltrated the ring of a criminal mastermind known as the Golden Dragon. I have so many questions already. Oliver? Yeah? Stu is no father to you. I know. 
I mean, I already got one of those, don't I? Bob O'Reilly? I'm sorry. Where was I in the story? Uh, the Golden Dragon. The Golden Dragon. Lord Jack Tarlington, also known as the Crimson Cape, had been on the trail of the Golden Dragon. Ugh! You won't fix it, Erica. You said it yourself. That stupid girl managed to do both our cars in. Why don't you come watch the desert moon rise? It's quite something. Anything I can do to... No. I have some water. Would you like? No. Erica, this is childish. At least have some water. You can't really have thought I was gone and done forever, Erica. Stop. Saying my name. I'm like a bad penny, Erica. Stop it. Erica. Stop saying my name. Erica. Stop it. Erica. Stop saying my name. Erica. Stop saying my name. Stop Erica. Erica. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Please just die. I want you to die. I want you to die. I want you to please just die. Please. Please. Now, Erica, the fact is... Please. The fact is that you could pick up any one of these rocks. Plenty of good Arizona mineral around here. And bash my head in. And you still wouldn't be rid of me. Maybe I'll have to try it. Sure you won't have some of this water? It's not poison. Cross my heart. (sighs) Gift. Give it to me. Sit with your back to the road like so and watch the moon with me. I'm sure somebody will be along. Why should I? At the very least, it'll be interesting. (laughs) A full moon. A desert moon. Is a beautiful thing. I'm sure you have things you've thought about saying to me. I know I have things to say to you. Good. Share some of the blanket. I hate you. I know. That's the only thing I have to say. I want you to die. I understand. It can't have been easy. What I did to you and your family. I could say it wasn't personal, but that would be a lie. I, well, frankly, I didn't like you very much, Erica, or your husband. Not back then. (laughs) Funny to be sitting in the middle of the desert in this day and age. If a car never came along, we'd be dead. No matter how much civilization they build, there's always more wilderness to get lost in. Yeah. Look at that moon, will ya? The moon is the mother of pathos and pity. 
That's a line from a poem by Wallace Stevens. How about it? Are you full of pathos and pity tonight, Erica? A lot of black between those stars, even on a night like this one. I didn't like you, Erica. You were an annoyance and impediment, but only time I hated you was when you came after me. You're not the only one who's a survivor, you know? So is this where you tell me we're not so different, you and I? No. We're very different indeed. I've thought a lot about you, Erica Rosebloom. For a while, it seemed I did nothing else. And? I do feel a certain kinship, shall we say. But as much as we are alike, we are also very different. I suppose you want to tell me what you mean. However did you guess? I must be clairvoyant. No, you're just very clever. Clever enough to see the obvious things that other people blind themselves to. In this, we are two peas in the proverbial pod. And is that our kinship? No, that's not our kinship. Our kinship begins with a little childhood mantra you were good enough to share yesterday, which I adore. Adored, by the way. The world may be broken, but it can't break me. That how it went, Erica? That's how it went. Well, the world is broken. Isn't it? But not just broken. What a cheap word broken is. <laughs> it's... How does one say it? It's gruesome. It's a gruesome world. Every life is a litany of gruesome acts. That's the truth. The simple truth about the universe. And a little girl named Erica McGregory, was it? Yes. And a little girl named Erica McGregory swore it wouldn't break her. As a matter of fact, I know a little boy who did the same. Therein lies the kinship. What happened to you when you were a boy, Stuart? The sorts of things that happen to people. Do you think you were elected for special suffering, Erica? You think anyone is? The boy in Africa dying of AIDS, perhaps. The toddler in the cancer ward. The girl lying awake at night. Dreading the turn of the knob on her bedroom door. Is there some higher wisdom in the election of these little lights for the darkness to devour? Tell me truly, do you think any of the hungry, the hurting, the lost children of the world are special? <laughs> you and I both know the truth, don't we? It's summed up in the three most Awful words in the English language. These things happen. They happen all the time. There's nothing special about it. There's a God. <laughs> Did I say there wasn't? I believe in God. I believe in justification and sanctification and I believe in mental health and I believe in lots of things. 
Maybe with time I could even be persuaded to believe in the Enneagram. But I also believe in the disease. That's the thing that life gives us, isn't it? A disease. <laughs> A disease in our bodies because one day we're going to die. A disease in our minds because we think what we ought not to think. A disease in our souls because we want what we ought not to have. Me? I prayed and prayed that God would save me from the disease, just the way you said your little mantra. And we both swore the world wouldn't break us. Of course, that's precisely what the world did. It gave us its disease. When it happened to me, I realized, you know, I, I'm telling you something I've never told anybody. I realized a simple fact. I was sick, and there was no cure. So what did I do? I let in the sickness. I embraced the disease. Not that I let myself become altogether gruesome, whatever you may think, but I accepted that it was there. I suppose there was a sense you could say I even nurtured it. I certainly learned to draw on it for strength, but I also learned how to channel it and compartmentalize it and put it to bed at night. I'm not talking about degradation or psychosis here. I'm talking about something we all have to do. We all have to make our peace with who we are. But there are a select few of us who know that's what we're doing. That's you, Erica, and that's me. I looked in the face of who I was, and I made my peace with it a long time ago. But some people, well, they just refused to make their peace. You are diseased, Erica Rose Bloom. Beautifully broken, if you prefer. The irony is that on some level, everybody knows it. The only one who even pretends it's not true is you. You go through these cycles of despair, pretending, despair, pretending, despair, and pretending. Just like I told you that first night of the conference. Funny thing about it, it's not your disease that hurts people. What hurts people are your deranged games of make-believe. I... I, I don't believe that. Erica, I do want to help you, and I mean it. Listen to me. If you want evidence of what I'm saying, you don't have to look further than Ricky. Don't... I said don't say her name. No, I rather think you should hear my thoughts. No. They'll be instructive. No. Listen to me, Erica. We both know she would gladly have taken a monster for her mother. No. She's a little monster herself, after all. But you, you, you had to pretend you were wholesome. You could have beat her, abused her, sunk your teeth and claws into her. You could have done anything. No. You could have done anything. No. Anything. Anything. But you chose to do the one thing she was never going to stand for. 
You lied to her. You lied to your little girl, Mrs. Rose Bloom, and now she's so far from you, she might as well be on the dark side of that moon, all because you lied to her. You lied to her. You're a liar. No. You're a liar. No. You've lied to everyone. You've always been a liar. (laughs) And that's the difference between us, Erica. I heard her. Yeah, I did. I heard her bad, but I didn't make her. And I didn't break her. No. You did that. Erica. Erica. (laughs) I can help you. I, I can help you. But you have to let the disease in. You have to let it in. You have to be the thing you are. And then you can... (sighs) Then you can love people because you're not a liar. Me, I've told a million lies, but I've never been a liar. You think I would have had my career if I'd been a liar? I tell everybody who I am after a fashion. thing of it is that Almost nobody listens. It's just like Reverend Doherty is saying back at the conference. Nobody's listening. In the meantime, I'll tell you what I've done. I've acknowledged the disease and that's let me control it. And while I'm doing that, I've been able to help lots of people. Love lots of people. Only hurting a very few. Mostly only those that are broken beyond repair. Or occasionally a special few that can find some benefit in the pain I cause. The truly resilient. You just keep running from the disease and that's why you're no good to anyone. That's why you break everything. The world may be broken, but it will never break me, she said. No! You're as broken as the world that forged you. And because you won't accept it, admit it, embrace it, all you can do is break everyone and everything you love. You know, I don't know that I've met a more destructive force of nature than Erica Rosebloom, and I've known an awful lot of people. Erica, 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 you didn't have to be perfect or even all that good. You just had to be honest. Me? I've always been honest. I've done what I have to. It's too late. What's that? It's too late. None of it matters, Stuart. It's just too late. I'm dying. Ovarian cancer. How's that for a disease? Oh, Erica. I'm... I'm sorry. When did you find out? A few months ago. It doesn't matter. Is there a chance? Probably not. How much time do you have? Not much. I should have known. Nobody's perfect, Stuart. Well, I am sorry, Erica. But I stand by the things I said. I'll think about them. I have time to think now. For a while, at least. I believe it. Look at that moon, Erica.
Let me tell you a little story. Once upon a time, a boy took a gun up to a hill to shoot the moon. You know that's where the phrase comes from, right? He was an angry, frustrated little boy. After he emptied his rifle rounds, he realized the moon was beyond his reach. I suppose he'd always known that, but now it was impressed upon him. The moon had scars of its own. He didn't create. And he couldn't heal. All he could do was embrace its cold beauty, enjoy its shining light, watch it rise and rise again beyond the reach of most everyone. It is a pretty moon. Beautiful, isn't it? Bill was written and produced by Nathan Alberson from a story by Nathan Alberson, Jake Menzel, and Ben Solzer. It was associate produced by Ben Solzer and executive produced by Nathan Alberson and Jake Menzel. This episode featured the voice talents of Alex McNeely, John Crum, Cynthia Spady, Meredith Alberson, and of course, our star, the incomparable Danny McNeely. Join us at patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity to peek behind the scenes and help make season three of The Ville a reality. 